Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You were meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. Xin Yen Hao, Gung Hei Fat Choi. Happy second day of the Lunar New Year, the year of the water tiger. Plus, today is not only the first day of the rest of your life, but also the beginning of the 17th season of Living the Miracle. Our seasons are 13 weeks long, so you do your multiplication and we'll see what we get. (laughs) We decided to dedicate the entire season to exploring various aspects of creating miracles. So for our first show of the new season, which is our 207th episode, so I hope that multiplication came out to 207, we'll start with the topic of your psychic self and your creative power. If you're going to explore creating miracles, if we are going to explore creating miracles over the next 13 shows, we ought to begin by looking at your creativity overall. What do we mean when we talk about your creativity? Where does your power to create come from? How do you access it? What do you do with it and how do you do it? Our starting point for all of that is, of course, you. As we've talked about many times on our show, more specifically, your creativity and creative power reside within you as an immortal soul or within your psychic self. This is how your creativity has a lot to do with all of your psychic awareness and abilities. When you are psychically aware in some way, you are being aware as the immortal soul that you are and tapping into your inner creativity. So anyone you might notice is highly creative is using more of their psychic awareness and abilities, whether they know it or not. This is Also, why often a very creative person may experience great struggles with their more sensitive nature. Actors, singers, athletes, and other performers have to overcome the challenges of becoming the effect of others' energies if they are to succeed in their creative expression. Even the most successful and popular of performers encounter audience members or colleagues who express ill feelings toward them. Some try to protect their sensitive psychic self by building a tough fortress around it, but that merely deadens their sensitivity, a bit like anesthetizing themselves. So over time, they develop various kinds of problems and their creative expression suffers as well. Some people learn to not take on others' problems and let insults and malicious comments pass right by their sensitivities. They learn to have certainty in who they really are and don't allow themselves to get pulled into the trap of running away from, fighting against, or trying to change others who go against them. 
It's not an easy lesson to learn, but one that everyone who progresses on their spiritual and creative path must eventually master. That goes for all healers even more. Healers, regardless of their methodology or practice, are expressing a high level of their innate psychic creativity. There is a science to all manners of healing practices, but healing itself is more of an art. You may say that it's the art of knowing spirit or the undivided beingness. It's intuitive and creative by nature, since all healing is the restoring of oneself to undivided wholeness that one is. Ultimately, we are all on the path of healing by whatever means we are finding our way back to our true nature of being undivided, limitless, eternal, and whole. When you live your life, whatever you might be doing, whichever way you might be doing that, you are expressing your creativity. No matter what you think or how you feel, if you are alive, you are expressing your innate soul creativity. The only difference between one person and another is how and how much each person is celebrating their life and who they are. Everything we each do from moment to moment expresses that, and that's really the truth. Everything we think, everything we feel, how we judge, what we say, all are creative expressions of our life. Once you reflect upon what that means, you might reassess how you would like to live your life differently. What you would like to put forth using your creative power into, into to express who you are and live your life. There are many people in the world who seek to divide and conquer others. They don't realize that they are using the undivided energy of their inner spirit to bring about more division and divisiveness in the world when they polarize themselves or others against one another. Whenever you take sides against others, you isolate yourself into your separate little corner. Healing is the process by which you restore your divided and isolated self back into wholeness. It is essentially the path of awareness. Even when a healer does certain things to bring about healing, the things that the healer does is for the purpose of bringing the patient's awareness back to him or herself to discover their own intrinsic intrinsic wholeness. True healing is a reminder to become aware once again of the truth that one is forever whole and joyous. When we allow ourselves to become a hostage to a lie or an illusion, we end up believing that something is wrong with us or that we are broken in some way. Healing is waking up ourselves and one another to the truth of who we are eternally. Living life is meant to be a celebration and a creative expression of who we are. You might notice that those in the world that you see as much more alive than the average person are that way because they are expressing in some way their celebration of life and of themselves much more than others. Remember, everyone is spirit and as such, fully and eternally creative. It it is up to each of us to express our innate creativity in a way that it represents who we truly are. Whenever you regretted what you said to someone or how you acted, you are realizing that you said or how you acted was not who you are. 
If in a court of law you can prove that you are not guilty by reason of temporary insanity, how much more can you forgive yourself for temporarily not being yourself? No life experience, no matter how good or bad you might judge it to be afterwards, is meant to imprison you in it. The purpose of every life experience is for you to learn from it and heal yourself back into wholeness. Well, every time you heal yourself more, you are creatively expressing more of who you are. Before the healing, you are expressing less of yourself, and after the healing, you express more of yourself. That's when you know that you were healed in some way, right? Yeah, we feel better. We were being more ourselves. It may sound strange to some people, but every time my physical body died, (laughs) <laughs> he says that because he had near-death experiences. <laughs> I was healed in a profound way because when I returned to it, my, my body that is, and this world, I was able to express new aspects of who I am here. Creative self-expression isn't something we do just when we are being more artistic or unique in some way. Being full-time creative beings, we're creating all the time. That doesn't mean that our body is creative. We are creative. Our creativity is within us as spiritual beings. Actually, it would be a lot more accurate to say that we are all spiritual beingness. One. Ultimately, they're just one of us expressing our divine self in a multitude of different ways through the vehicle of incarnating in different bodies. Our creative power, our creativity, comes from that one undivided and infinite inner beingness. That's why competition actually limits our ability to express our innermost creativity. To successfully express our creative power, we have to be true to who we are as spirit. If we get into competition, first with our own self and then with others, we divide ourselves against ourselves. All competition begins when we decide that we're not enough just as we are and try to become better and more than what we think we are. You see, that being played out in sports and performing arts arenas all the time, If the athlete or the performer is being who that soul is more than the other performers, generally, that's the soul who shines the brightest. Invariably, it's when a performer gets afraid that he or she isn't doing well enough and gets into competition to be better than the others that that performer fails in some way. Even when the purpose of the performance is a contest and for one performer to win it's always almost always the one that is most being true to him or herself that wins rather than the one that gets into competition to be better than the others that's even true when everyone in the whole contest is in great competition to win But we're all here to learn to undo the competition we've gotten ourselves into 
over the course of lifetimes and rediscover who we truly are underneath all of that. When you don't know where you are going, getting there, wherever there might be, becomes all important. The more certainty you gain about where you're headed, the more relaxed you become and you start enjoying the journey because you already know sooner or later you'll get to where you're going. You cease to see things that happen along the way as obstacles and appreciate instead that they are wonderful opportunities for you to experience and learn from. Rather than worrying about and focused on the future, you become much more present to what you're creating and expressing of yourself right now. Everyone is 100% creative. Yet, not everyone expresses their creativity in a way that's 100% beneficial or pleasing to others or to themselves. The more souls become true to their own self, the more pleasing their unique outward expressions become. Being truer to yourself means that you're more at one with yourself, more in sync, more in harmony. It's easy to see in music when you're singing on key. Your music is much more pleasant than when you're singing off key. This is true with all forms of creative self-expression. In the arena of performance, an athlete, singer, or actor might say, I choked. (laughs) (laughs) We've all said that at one point or another. And it's not like, I'm choking. No, I choked, meaning I froze and couldn't continue as I wanted to. It's like a writer experiencing writer's block and not being able to continue to write. When creative artists experience that, they're fighting letting themselves just be themselves. In some way, they got into competition with themselves to be better or produce more or faster or something. They're seeing themselves at the time as lacking in some way and are trying to fix themselves to be better or more. Meanwhile, the fully creative, powerful, sensitive, and aware being that they are is struggling to express themselves as they already are until they give themselves to express themselves as they are first. They won't be able to express themselves in a different way. Of course, expressing yourself doesn't mean the same thing as acting out or dramatizing your thoughts and feelings. You can express yourself as you sit quietly in meditation. You're free to be as you are in that way. Yet, if you're fighting your creative self and trying to express something you think should be better, that's when you block up your creative pathways. Rather than letting go of what you already created and make space for yourself to create something new to share, if you fight what's already been done, you keep yourself hostage to that past. To express your inner creativity, you have to be present here and now. 
Also, you have to create the space and time in this world into which you would be able to express yourself in some form. I've seen some great artists who were never able to sell their artwork or even have their artwork appreciated. In each case, I saw that artists was withholding sharing their artwork for whatever reason. And for some, it was that they were producing or protecting their precious artwork from others physically. For others, it was protecting their feelings for their artwork from others' possible criticism or invalidation. On the other hand, those artists who were enthusiastic about sharing themselves and their artwork with the world made a lot of space for their artwork to be appreciated, enjoyed, and bought. I've seen this on many different levels of creativity. I've seen the difference between mothers who, in the name of protecting their children, wanted to keep the love of their child or children to themselves and not share their children with the world. Some were simply afraid that their children would get hurt by the world or by others and failed to share them in much the same way some artists refused to share their precious creations in the world. In truth, we each have to find a way to share who we are in this world. However, if you're protecting yourself from others in the world, you're not open to sharing yourself. All creative expression is a form of sharing yourself and your celebration of life. Healing is also the opening of oneself to the allness of life, rather than hiding oneself in fear from it. All manners of fears keep people from sharing more of who they are with others. Fear of not being worthy, fear of not being enough, fear of rejection, fear of loss. You might have noticed that those fears seem to be more prevalent in the world at this time. That's not an accident. We're living in a time of extraordinary transformative power, which is a creative power along with expanded awareness. Well, it's just about time for our first break, so I'm going to interrupt here. Michael will continue talking about this after the break. But we wanted to remind you, this is a time we make our announcements that we, there's still time to join us for our wonderful teleclass this Saturday, open to everyone. It's Saturday, February 5th from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time. We are calling this one Rich Man, Poor Man, Beggar Man, Thief, Energy Work to Step Up Your Wealth as part of our You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think teleclass series. But wealth is not necessarily just about money, isn't it? Wealth is about whether you can have whatever resources you need to fulfill your purpose for being here. A wealth of knowledge, friends, emotional support, expertise, courage, and much more. Join us for this teleclass and learn to step up your wealth so you can have and create more of what you truly need in life. For all the details and to sign up, go to our February events calendar section at our website, michaeltamora.com. Dot com or call our office and speak with our wonderful assistant, Noel at 530-926-2650 during normal business hours, Pacific time, Monday to Friday. We'll be right back to continue with your psychic self and your creative power. We'll be right back.
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you love living the miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tamora. Beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Great to have you back. We've been exploring your creative power and how it relates to your psychic self. So let's continue. Yeah, before the break, I was talking about, you know, there's a lot of fear in the world, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> I'm sure you have. And and that fear, so much of it isn't really about what's going on out there. It's where do you experience fear? It's it, You experience it within yourself, right? So the things that happen in the world that, kind of disturbs us or upsets us or whatever, it brings that fear out that's already been in there. It's not new fear that you're going, oh, no, this is happening for the first time and I'm afraid. No, it's it's the fear that you've been holding on to inside of yourself. And during this time of extraordinary transformation, I was mentioning that that transformative power that we're all experiencing in some way, shape, or form that that bubbles things up to the surface that was long hidden. That's creative power along with greater awareness. So as that power steps up in the world, it challenges everyone to look more deeply within themselves and see more of who they are. It's a time of discovery of who you are as a psychic self or as a spiritual being, as a soul. And, and then take your steps in how you choose to express who you discover more fully out in the world, right? So as you, as you become more aware of yourself as a spiritual being, Whatever it is that you become more aware of, oh, 
I didn't realize this is this is also who I am. And you got to be able to creatively express yourself, express that new discovery and share it in the world. Well, as you go through this process, whether knowingly or unconsciously, whatever fears that you've been ignoring or fighting within yourself about yourself will surface into your awareness so that you can make new decisions about where do you like to be in relationship to your true self. So this is a lot about our relationship to ourselves, isn't it? What are you to do about those fears that you become aware of in yourself about yourself? Well, that's simple. Do you wish to keep them? (laughs) Or are you done with believing in those lies about yourself? It's high time to let the past be the past and be done with it all and step into the present and create a new life of sharing much more of who you are with others in the world. Share the gift that you are rather than continuing to look for a better gift to give. And this is exactly um, one of the things I was thinking about. I wanted to tell two different stories about how your creativity can highly, highly influence others. And they're contrasting stories. But I think you'll get the point. One of them is many years ago, we knew this couple who stayed with us to uh, take care of our animals when we traveled. And um, one of these two was a healer who did not believe in psychics. And I didn't know that. And I remember on the third day that these people were with us that um, I started walking around the house hearing in my head, I'm a fraud, I'm a fraud, I'm a, I'm a big fraud. And, and it really disturbed me. It's like, am I, am I like really coming to the truth about myself as a psychic that I'm a fraud? <laughs> so I went as, into a part of the house away from where our guests were and, and even Michael and our pets and everything. And I went into meditation and I realized, oh, no. That wasn't my thought. This is what this person had been projecting onto me unconsciously. So I did my energy work, and I moved this man's energy out of my space, and and I got my certainty again about who I was and who I am. And I got up, and I went down to make breakfast for them, and the first thing the man said to me when he came down to have breakfast at our table was, you know, I don't believe in psychics. (laughs) (laughs) Even though... He had given me a healing the night before, and, and he gave a, a perfect reading about one of my spirit guides, who I already knew. And he says, who is this Egyptian guy? You know. <laughs> so it was an interesting thing, because when you carry the certainty of either being able to do something or not do something, uh, people pick up on that. Yeah, and isn't it funny that he was giving you a reading but he doesn't believe in psychics. <laughs> yeah. So he thought we were frauds, and I, I was picking up on his thought form and was losing my own certainty. And that happens to people a lot in various jobs. You know, if their their boss doesn't trust them, they it's hard for them to do a good job. Mm-hmm. So the contrasting story to that is something that happened much more recently, is a friend of ours in Scotland got us in touch with this wonderful woman who is a medical astrologer, as well as a uh, 
a best-selling author, which I didn't know about her when when I was first going back and forth with her. Um, we're going to be doing uh, something kind of interesting with her um, with with a private class. And as soon as I put my attention on writing her letter, I felt like writing everything about my life and all these stories, and I couldn't help myself. I touched in with her energy, and there's so much certainty in writing and everything like that that it just... Um, and she didn't have competition about her writing. She was very open and complimentary about what she saw other people had as gifts and so on. So there, there wasn't that competition. So after about the fifth letter with her, I, I had to write to her. I know my letters are like novels. Uh, you know, let's uh, I'll shorten it up so we can spare the time. But she was very, very good to me about it. And said, told me how much she loved the stories and got, you know, had had a chance to get to know me. But this woman writes three books a year. She's written over 300 books over her lifetime, including romance novels as well as books on on uh, medical um, astrology, which is very very interesting. But just touching in with her energy field, she has so much certainty. It's so easy to match that energy and find that uh, within myself mm. as well. So with the other guy who was kind of projecting out to me about being a fraud, I had to look at my inside myself, was there any part of me that believed I was a fraud? And nope, there wasn't. But as soon as I got his energy out, I didn't have that thought form going about me and, and I didn't feel like um, I was a fraud as a psychic. And, you know, I've had that experience uh, once in a great while, like once in a thousand readings, I'll get somebody who says, you know, this is a bunch of bunk and walks away, you know, <laughs> it happens. And, um, but what I usually do when somebody does that is I meditate and, and, you know, forgive that person and look at if I made mistakes and no, I didn't make mistakes or yes, maybe I made a mistake or whatever, or I wasn't in a great enough communication space. It gave me room to, instead of invalidating myself as a psychic, as to look at um, anything I needed to work on to improve or pay attention to when I'm reading certain kinds of people. Yes, and, you know, talking about that type of, uh, what do you call it, invalidation, is based on one person's <clears throat> perception of something, which isn't the only way any of us can see something, right? It's like some people are so fixated on just the facts, ma'am. <laughs> and the fact was that 9.17 and 20 seconds Pacific Standard Time, this was what was happening. Well, that may be true, that that particular thing was happening at that particular time in this world. But that's not truth. That's just a fact. If you really expand your awareness, yeah, that may be true as a fact, but so zillions of other things were going on at that same time as well. And that doesn't include what were you thinking <laughs> at that moment? And, and what was the other person thinking? I mean, it just goes on and on and on. It's so vast. Nobody could pinpoint every little fact and figure. And that's not what life is about. Anyway, 
Yes, we do need to kind of stick with the facts about certain things and about legal things and whatnot. And so we can get on the same page on the same level. But when it comes to becoming aware, oh, you're aware. That's part of your beingness. It's part of who you are is you are aware. Ah, how about that? So you can't get away from that. One person's aware of this. Another person's aware of that about the same thing. Neither one is wrong. That brings me to another part of, okay, creativity. What's awareness and creativity have with each other? Oh, a lot. Let's use the example of being clairvoyant just means you see clearly, right? Yeah. It's not specific that you only see clearly in, on this level or that level. No, you see clearly. So some people are more clairvoyant <laughs> on a more physical level, and other people are couldn't care less about the physical level. They're clairvoyant on a total high spirit level. And others are clairvoyant on, um, let's say, uh, emotional level. They see people going through different emotional experiences, and they're right on with that. Some are capable and see clearly on many, many levels. Yeah, that's where we're all headed toward, to be clairvoyant and see clearly on all levels. But that's, that's a great level of mastery and enlightenment. In the process, we're going to be able to look at things and what's the creative power in your use of your clairvoyance? That's simple. And all of you who don't think of yourself as clairvoyant, guess what? You are. If you see anything, you're clairvoyant, <laughs> right? Okay, so then it's time to expand your awareness in even in that clairvoyance ability. How can you solve a problem that everybody else, everybody's stumped about? Traditional solutions don't work anymore. Hey, this is happening all over the world right now, isn't it? You throw the same solutions that you used to do and it's just not working or it's not appropriate anymore. You can't just do that, whatever it was, that got you past a certain thing because everybody else is more aware and says, wait a minute, that's no way to treat those people just because you want to get this done. Oh, so even things that are, that are you know, uh, doable but it's not correct to do it or it's now become illegal to do even huh or we've discovered it's dangerous to do it that way uh-huh okay so the ends don't justify the means a lot of times then what are you just stuck frozen do you become a victim to powerlessness of not being able to do anything about a situation that's intolerable and unacceptable. No, you got to use your creativity. 
And the first step of creating a new solution to a problem, existing problem, <clears throat> is you got to look at it differently. Oh, that's clairvoyance. Being able to shift your vision so that, okay, this is the way I've been seeing this all along. Is there another way to look at this? Is there another way I can see the situation? Ah, that's a humongous part of clairvoyance. Oh, you're no longer stuck in looking at and seeing something just one way. And when you first start to look and go, okay, I got to see this in a different light. And you do. Oh, how about that? <clears throat> I don't have to be stuck that way anymore. I'm not powerless. I'm seeing a different way. Isn't that interesting? That's creative power as well. Awareness and creative power. You're no longer a victim. Your creativity is the ticket. Your creativity ensures that you never have to be a victim. Because you can always look at something differently and create a new solution. Well, we're at our second break, so we wanted to let you know about our very special four teleclass weekend coming up this month, Saturday, February 26th, and Sunday, February 27th, titled Your Path to Freedom, Your Psychic Development, and Following Your Inner Spirit Guidance. This is going to be a very wonderful four teleclass session. I'm looking forward to it. Yes. <laughs> Included with this remote weekend event will also be our popular bonus Zoom Q&A and social following the last teleclass on Sunday for anyone who attends one or more of the teleclasses over the weekend. So here are the topics we will be uh, covering over the four classes on Saturday, the 26th of February. It, it knock, is, knock. Who's, who's there? there? <laughs> Your psychic awareness and getting to know spirit. The second one is fear not being senior in relationship to other beings. And then for Sunday, <clears throat> the morning class is your angels and spirit guides communicating spirit to spirit for inner guidance and the afternoon class is staying on track to your freedom. Follow your inner spirit guidance, not your ego. For all the details and to sign up, go to michaeltamora.com or call our office at 530-926-2650 weekdays during business hours specific time. When we return in a bit, we'll continue with your psychic self and your creative power. We will be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at MichaelTamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. 
That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer, the award-winning book by Michael J. Tamora, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back to our show. We've been looking at the topic of your psychic self and your creative power. Whatever you'd like to accomplish in your life, it would take creative power to do so. Where do you find it? How do you access it? And what do you do with it? Let's find out more. Before the uh, we went on the break, I was talking about part of the creativity, for example, with clairvoyance, is being able to see, look at something differently from a different perspective and see a different part of it. And I just wanted to give an example. Uh, when I was, oh, probably about 21 years old or so, and um, uh, I was just getting started on my teaching uh, part of everything, and uh, uh, I borrowed uh, a truck, uh, which was kind of a beat-up old truck, went somewhere, and um, I was on my way home. When I realized, wait a minute, it's empty. <laughs> the gas tank is, you know, the thing is all the way to the empty. Oh, and I still had a ways to go. So I, I knew I wasn't going to make it. And I'm on the freeway. So I thought, okay, well, I just have to pull over and get a uh, gas station fill up. Then I realized I didn't have my wallet. <laughs> and so I'm going, okay, what do I do? So I had to pull off anyway, and I pulled off the freeway, and then I realized what town I was in, and I knew I had uh, a relatives living in that town. I knew where they lived. So I drove, and amazingly, I made it right to their front door. <laughs> I, I parked at the, uh, basically, uh, as I approached the, the curb in front of their door uh, of their house, uh, it ran out of gas. The engine stopped. <laughs> and I'm going, wow, this is amazing. It's just like all I had to do is get out of the truck and and go to their house and say, hey, can I borrow a few bucks so I can go to the uh, – in a, in a gas can and uh, go to the uh, gas station and get some gas. Well, guess what? <laughs> of all times in, in – they rarely went on vacations – they were on vacation. Your relatives were. <laughs> My relatives were on vacation. Uh, so nobody's home. Okay, what do I do now? Well, next door neighbor. 
you know, this is a probably a friendly neighborhood. They all know each other and everything. So I go to the next door neighbor and knock on the door. And already I can tell the man looks, you know, opens a curtain, kind of peers out, sees me, doesn't know who I am. And so immediately he's like very suspicious. I'm a young guy, but, you know, I, I was dressed all right and everything. And uh, he opens the door a little bit. What do you want? And I said, oh, well, I'm Michael Tamura, and I'm the relative, you know, I'm a uh, uh, nephew, nephew to, to the couple that lives next door, the family and cousins. And he goes, hmm. and you can tell he doesn't believe me. He's really suspicious. And this was way back when, when things weren't, weren't as bad as it is now. <laughs> but he, was, he, he wouldn't even open the door all the way. Had the chain across it. And, and uh, so I said, okay, uh, I know, you know, I'm a stranger to you and everything, but you must know my relatives. And, and he goes, okay, what's their name? So I, I list everybody's name. And... And then I realized, oh, yeah, and plus they have a dog, and the dog's name is such and such. <laughs> and he's, he's, so he finally opens the door, and he's, I said, you know, I was going to borrow money from them, but uh, for gas, I explained the whole situation. And uh, I was wondering, you know, I will pay you back as soon as I get home in about 30 minutes <laughs> once I get the gas. I'll be home and I'll mail if you give me your address and I'll mail you the check and uh, a few bucks. And so then he gives me, I think it was five bucks, a $5 bill. Right. And, and I thought, yeah, that that'll give me at that point. Now, nowadays that wouldn't have done it, but we'd have got a few drops. Yeah. (laughs) Back back then you can get a little more substantial amount of gas for the five bucks. So I figured, yeah, that'll get me home anyway. And uh, so I thanked him profusely and I said, uh, I took down his address and everything name. And uh, he, he didn't say, you know, forget it, just keep it. Five bucks wasn't that big of a deal, especially in that neighborhood. But, uh, um, but I was determined to pay him back anyway. So I go through the whole thing, fill in the tank and blah, 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 and drive, drive off. And he's watching from behind the curtains as I drive off. So then I, I wrote to uh, him a letter thanking him for, you know, nobody else uh, helped me out, but you did. But I said, but, you know, you don't have to be that suspicious. You ought to trust yourself in terms of, of how you see people. And uh, ever the teacher. And I, I said, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And I, I'm going to have to talk to my relatives and see, you know, did they do something to you to make them, uh, you know, to put them on your not so good list? And, uh, oh boy, it created an uproar between the two of them. It's like the relative, my relatives were saying, what are you doing? <laughs> and, and I thought, isn't this great? Because it got them talking, they barely knew each other. And uh, uh, then shortly after that, I, I paid them back and everything with a letter thanking them and then explaining, uh, communicating what I really wanted to communicate to him. Then I bought myself a brand new 
super souped up uh, pickup truck of my own. And and I put a double tanks, t- gas tanks on both sides, so I won't run out of gas. <laughs> and, uh, and I was talking to my teacher at the time, and, and he says, oh, yeah. I told him this whole story. And he says, you know what would be great is go back to that guy and and take him a couple of really nice uh, bottles of wine and uh, uh, show him your new truck. Oh, that's a great idea. So, and plus that got me to be able to go visit my relatives <laughs> anyway. So I took my shining bright new big truck and, with the double tanks. I went up to his door and now he's really suspicious. Like after I wrote him that letter and uh, and he's talked to my relatives. So, but he couldn't just ignore me. So he had to open the door and I said, do you like, you know, fine wine? And he says, yes, I do. He says, oh, great. Because I got you for the help you gave me and everything. Uh, when nobody else was around, you're the only one who was able to help me. So I, I got you this little gift. And he did, he knew his wine because the two bottles I got him, he was very, he said, oh, wow, I can't accept this. I mean, this is way too much. And I said, and you want to look at my new truck? And he goes, oh, that's your new truck? I, I just bought it. And so now his image of me is completely changing from this young punk that is probably out to, you know, scam him or something to a relative to the nice people next door <laughs> who, hey, he, he bought a new truck on its own and he knows, uh, you know, how to give a gift and everything. So this was this was my way of educating him. You know, my teacher, this, my teacher taught me, he says, oh yeah, let him see uh, you in a different light. And it did. After that, boy, the whole energy and the relationship, communication between this family and, and my relatives, myself, everything changed. So that's, it's, that's part of living the miracle. And it's your creativity. Absolutely. In fact, that's a story illustrating living your psychic life, using your creativity to solve problems, get things done, and get answers. And I'd like to share a quickie little story that um, I just remembered the other day when I was communicating with one of my brothers. And that is, you know, sometimes we get ourselves in really big pickles that are very hard to get out. And sometimes they become life and death situations. And I truly think this is a lot of times spirit testing us or just us being asked to step up in our creative awareness in how to get, not only get through things, but how we created it in the first place. You know, how, how did that pickle get created? Well, most of the time you create it yourself, but sometimes, you know, your astrological aspects are just, it's time for you to have a challenge to get through. And so, you know, finding, finding that solution to something that is in front of you that you have to find a solution to now um, is a good place to practice being aware of your psychic awareness, your creativity, your ability to solve problems, 
using your higher levels of creativity. So one time I was driving to go over to from Mount Shasta to Reading when we were still living in Mount Shasta to pick up Michael from the airport and had been quite an, uh, a trip that time because he was coming back from India. And um, he was arriving at midnight, so I left at about, I don't know, 9 or 9.30 or maybe even 10 o'clock. I left late, and I knew there was a little storm coming over the mountain. And because I was, at that point, a very experienced mountain snow driver, I didn't worry about it. Well, I got partway over that mountain and hit an absolute whiteout condition uh, of driving. It was so bad that before long, it first off, there was snow on the road. There was snow coming at that angle to your windshield that you can't see anything. I couldn't see past the hood of my car. And, of course, I was afraid. And it's okay to be afraid when things like this happen. And I had decisions to make. Do I pull over? I can't even see where the side of the road is. And the road is a, it's literally a winding mountain road going up and down over passes. Very terrifying. But what I decided to do is I just asked my, I did a little prayer. That's a high form of creativity. Okay, spirit guides, show me what to do. And as I drove for 40 minutes, holding onto the wheel as tight as I could, I just knew when to turn the wheel this way and that and this way. And I didn't know if I was going to be going off the road. But I, after 40 minutes, all of a sudden I came out. It was like going through a curtain and there was no snow. There was no snow on the on the road or anything. It was the weirdest thing. And I felt like I had gone through an incredible test because I didn't wreck my car. Well, we're just about at the end of our show today. We're truly grateful that you joined us. And we hope our show offered you some insights about your psychic self and your creative power. At a time when expressing your creativity is so important and easily doable in so many ways. Please join us next Wednesday as we reflect upon... A most pressing question for our times as well. Can you create a miracle? When traditional solutions don't work and you don't know what else to do, how do you solve the problem or make a positive change? Tune in to find out. Remember, too, to join us for our teleclass this Saturday, February 5th from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time on Rich Man, Poor Man, Beggar Man, Thief, Energy Work to Step Up Your Wealth. Check our website or call our office and speak to Noel, our assistant, at 530-926-2650 for details or to sign up. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. We'll see you next week. Looking forward to it. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth. 